What's good, people? It's your host, Deshaun Williams, bringing you the very first episode of Protein for the People podcast. Can you dig it? Yes. So, man, just to give y'all a backdrop, man, when I first really got into this whole fitness thing, I was around the age of 16. You know, I was a babe to it. And uh, really, I was introduced through the fitness industry, man. They told it the whole one gram per pound of body weight uh whole thing saying if you weren't getting at least one gram per pound you're not getting your gains you know while the textbook rda was telling me that 0.8 grams per kilograms of body weight was totally sufficient and when you translate that into pounds that's 0.36 grams per pound compared to the fitness industry's one gram you know and then old school bodybuilders the industry is telling you eat a whole bunch of small meals spread throughout the day Wow, today, what's popular is intermittent fasting, the one or two meals per day, man. So I, needless to say, there's a lot of information out there. There's an overload. So what's really real? And we're going to get down to that today. So, you know, one problem that's current and evolving is obesity, man. It's an ever-growing issue. And it's expanding in prevalence from, or it's expanded in prevalence from 30.5% in the 2000s to 42.4% in 2018. And I'm sure in 2020, it's only continuing to increase. If you really think about it, that's dang near one out of every two people. You know, if you look to your left and your right, at least one of those people are obese, you know, statistic, statistically speaking. Now, you know, another challenge that people are facing with this whole overweight obesity challenge is optimizing their metabolism. You know, research actually has revealed that a lot of these crash diets or a lot of these low extreme low calorie diets can result in up to like a 20 percent or greater reduction in your metabolism, which is counterproductive. Right. And then when we look at some of these extreme low calorie or even long term diets, man, you're at risk of losing your muscle mass, your lean muscle mass. And, you know, some of you guys have worked hard for it. Some of you, you know, were born with it. But needless to say, we don't want to lose that, man. That's going to help maintain our metabolism and uh third man is you know this thing called sarcopenia (laughs) and what this is right is it's muscle loss that's related to age so on average there's loss of two to three percent of lean body mass per decade after the age of 30 until the age of 70 so let's just dig in man let's dig in so let's talk about adequate protein consumption, right? Because you saw that big gap between the RDA and what the industry was toting. So when we look at the RDA, you know, this really is going to pertain primarily to uh, sedentary individuals, you know, who are at a, you know, a healthy or overweight or even obese type of body fat, right? Or body composition. The RDA is not going to be enough to protect against age-related muscle loss. So honestly, once you get to about 30, um, it appears that adding, you know, 1.5% protein each year uh, after the age of 30 is probably going to be a safe bet just to kind of curtail some of that sarcopenia. Of course, resistance training is in the picture as well. Uh, But we're just talking about protein today. Uh, Studies 
have also revealed that older populations have a lower muscle protein synthesis response uh, to an equivalent dose of protein when compared to younger, younger populations. This is only another reason supporting the increase uh, protein relative to your body weight uh, the older you get every year after the age of 30, all right? Now, uh, when we look at dieting, when we look at trying to lose some of that body fat, you know, your protein distribution is actually going to have to be a little bit different as well. The RDA may not be sufficient because uh, when we look at being in a calorie deficit, right, essentially, by definition, your body is receiving less nutrients than it's utilizing in a day. Therefore, it's going to have to utilize some substrate in the body, whether it's fat or whether it's protein, you know, and let's face it, sometimes the body's going to rob Peter to pay Paul. And we'll just say that Paul's the P. Paul is the protein. You feel me? So what we want to do is actually increase our percentage of protein or not. Sorry, not percentage. We want to increase our dose of protein relative to our body weight when we're in a calorie deficit. All right. We want to increase it, you know, 10 to 20 percent above what you would be eating in your surplus. Right. So if you're in that population I mentioned earlier, you know, the normal weight, overweight or obese, sedentary individuals, then if you're eating at the RDA, just increase that by 10 to 20 percent. Right. Now, when we're looking at some more specific numbers. Uh, uh, studies reveal that it appears that fat-free mass losses can be avoided uh, in populations with less resistance training experience of higher body fat when following a slower weight loss regimen, okay, so less of an extreme calorie deficit, controlled using current sports nutrition or current recommendations for athletes. This looks like 1.2 to 2.0 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Okay. Now, because there is a wide range of body compositions, and this may pertain different to someone who's vastly obese than it would to someone who is, you know, a trained athlete or something of that nature, leaner, uh, it's safe to go by fat-free mass measurements. Okay. So uh, when analyzing a meta study, uh, it appears that a range of 2.3 to 3.1 grams per kilogram of fat-free mass is the most consistently protective intake against losses of lean tissue, okay? Meaning that even in that calorie deficit, this amount is going to help curtail some of that protein loss. It's going to help you keep your gains, people. You worked hard for those. Uh, now, I got to be conscious of my time. You know, I'm trying to stay under 10 minutes here. We may go a little bit overboard, but I'm going to get right to it, man. Let's get to the meat. So when we look at serving size and frequency. OK, now these are very actually these are actually very important, much more important than the whole anabolic window or eating protein within a certain period of time after your workout. This is like the bottom of the pyramid. This is the base. Okay. So when we look at uh, muscle protein synthesis, there's a minimum threshold or a minimum amount of protein uh, that you would need to stimulate that muscle protein synthesis. 
And this is mostly based on the protein sources, leucine content. Okay. Now, when we look at some of the studies, right, there was a study conducted where two different groups each ate the same amount of protein in a day. They spread their protein across three different meals and one group evenly spread their protein. I believe it was 35 grams, right? And the other group uh, put most of their protein in one meal and a little bit of protein in their other two meals. Now, when they compared these two groups over time, the group that had evenly distributed their protein that had uh, that had met the threshold for muscle protein synthesis each meal ended up having more gains. <laughs> they ended up building more muscle. So, you know, just a general, a very general recommendation for you guys, right, is to eat anywhere between three and five meals and or substantial snacks, you know, with protein containing foods just distributed evenly throughout the day. And there's no need to overthink that. As long as you guys do that, you will be in the green light, okay? Now let's talk about some protein sources, man, because I know, you know, meat is definitely getting demonized these days. And, you know, I'm no hater of meat, but I do work with people and I do come across a lot of people who are vegetarian and or vegan, you know, so... There's definitely a way to make that lifestyle work. Let's talk about it. Now, just as an overview, uh, when we look at protein build up by amino acids and uh, high quality proteins or proteins with a greater biological value or those proteins that stimulate that most protein synthesis, right? Uh, there are proteins that are found in foods like meat, fish, milk, and dairy products, you know, like eggs even soy products, you know, and protein supplements. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even protein supplements, you know, like the way and those are all kind of derived by the foods that I already mentioned. So when we look at uh, plant based protein sources, right? Uh, what we're going to want to do is use complementary proteins. Uh, this is just the concept of Plant-based proteins may be lacking in one or another essential amino acids, right? And your body needs these to, you know, create that muscle protein synthesis, to build these tissues, things of that nature. So uh, it's actually very simple, right? Uh, those of you who are engaging in this lifestyle, I recommend that you focus on protein-rich vegetarian foods like beans, legumes, nuts, soy milk, and tofu, you know, uh, definitely over foods that are lower in protein, like fruits and veggies. And so long as you get, you know, somewhat of a variety of these foods within a 24 hour period, and you're getting enough or adequate number of protein, you know, you're going to be in your money, you're going to be in your bag, and you're going to be able to stimulate enough pr muscle protein synthesis, and you'll be totally okay, right? Now, for my meat eaters, when we look at protein sources, right? We want to look at the fat content. Show me the fat. <laughs> okay, maybe that was only funny to me. I was, I was thinking about the Carfax, right? Okay, so what we want to do 
is we want to choose sources that are low in saturated fat. Okay. And this is going to help us curtail a lot of potential problems related to our blood fat content, you know, like uh, high density or HDLs are good, but this is going to help us, you know, avoid raising our low density lipoproteins or our bad cholesterol, as well as, you know, helping us to kind of prevent uh, hypertension and different things that kind of come along with, you know, the high saturated fat intake. All right. So, man, today we kind of debunked uh, what adequate consumption of protein would look like for the general population, uh, both when you're in a calorie surplus or maintenance. You know, if you're untrained, that RDA is going to be okay. If you're trained or if you're in a deficit, then now you know, okay, we got to we gotta increase our protein. If you're 30 years older, if you're older, you know, okay, we got to increase it a little bit, right? Now, when we look at serving size and frequency, you guys know, you know, anywhere between three and five meals, you're going to be in the bag, okay? Just make sure that you're evenly distributing that protein, getting that minimum amount to stimulate that muscle protein synthesis. Now, I didn't give you a specific number just because it's still being researched, you know, but really anywhere between 25, 35, you'll be totally fine. And depending on your body size, you know, that recommendation is even going to be different. Right. And then last but not least, when we look at our protein sources, you know, for those of you who engage with the lifestyle of vegetarian or veganism. Right. You want to look at those plant based foods that are higher in protein. Make sure you use complementary complementary proteins within the same 24 hour period. And those of you who are meat eaters, you know what I'm saying, like myself, just make sure that you're mindful of the saturated fat that you're consuming. All right. Now, know, guys, that this protein is going to help you maintain your lean muscle mass. This is going to help you maintain it just in everyday life. It's going to help you maintain it when you're losing body fat. OK, and this is going to help you maintain your metabolism as well as that lovely shape that you have underneath that fat, okay? So this has been a good episode, a quick episode of Protein for the People. Episode one, you guys stay up, stay healthy, stay blessed. Peace.